The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now and a free month. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Rams Showcase. So the Los Angeles Rams now sit at 3-0 and for the first time since 2001. And I'm not going to say the stat every single week if this does continue to be a thing. Uh, the Rams in 2001 went 6-0. and Okay, so I'm just going to put that out there right now so we don't have to keep saying this stat because it is a very popular stat right now. And it's a little bit unnecessary, I guess, to go into every single week to talk about this same statistic. Uh, we do have some cool stuff to get into with you guys, uh, and also some not-so-cool stuff to get into with you guys. Um, and let's go ahead and start there, right? Let's get the bad, let's just, let's just get that out of the way immediately so that we can get into the good stuff. So here's the bad, the injuries. Uh, Rams did, you know, they, they did get kind of beat up against the Los Angeles Chargers in Week 3, even though they were able to come away with the win uh, the big ones, the two big names, Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, and then, of course, uh, punt returner and kick returner JoJo Natson also on this list. Marcus Peters could play on Thursday, and I, I saw a rumor just before I started recording that McVeigh said that he expected Peters to play. I could not find that confirmation anywhere, but of course, if we do hear anything, Ram Showcase Facebook page and Twitter page is where you're going to stay up to date at Ram Showcase and Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. The second that I know anything at all, that's where I'll be posting that information for you guys. So Marcus Peters could play, but if he doesn't, that's okay because the Rams do have a little bit of a half bye week going into, of course, this Thursday game. And then you have some time off until week five where the Rams do play the Seahawks on uh, Sunday. Aqib Tlaib has a little bit more serious of an injury. A high ankle sprain is the official diagnosis. He is seeking a second opinion, but is expected to miss at least a month and may require surgery. So for this, uh, and to give you guys kind of a, a gauge of where I'm expecting Aqib Tlaib to come back, 
I would put him in roughly the Saints game slash the second Seahawks matchup. I don't think that a high ankle sprain, historically, high ankle sprains are not injuries that you can come back from pretty quickly. So I think that Aqib Tlaib is going to take his time and just come back when he's actually ready, which will be good timing considering that's like right when we'll be really needing to win some games. So having a top corner uh, come back is obviously massive. And this, to kind of preface this, because I know somebody out there is thinking this, of course, I have said, you know, ever since we brought in Tlaib, I think even before we brought in Tlaib, that he's 32 years old. I'm not sure how well he's going to be able to handle a full season and what he's going to look like closer to the end of the season. Fortunately, now this, of course, it's not necessarily a break because he is going to be healing, but he's not putting any more damage on his body uh, during this recovery time. So that's kind of a plus in in a, in a way. And we'll get a keep to lead back when the games are just a little bit more important. Of course, every game is important, but when you get to that stretch, they just it seems to ratchet up just a little bit. And Jojo Natson, the wide receiver, did break his hand in Sunday's game against the Chargers, did have surgery on Monday, is going to miss the Week 4 matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, but could return Week 5 against the Seattle Seahawks, so we'll have to keep an eye on that one. As far as the kick return duties, right now it's expected that Blake Countess will be your kick returner uh, while, oh man, I'm totally missing the name. I, I believe it was Cooper Cup that was listed as the as the punt return guy who would be uh, handling those duties on Thursday night. Uh, some news and notes for you guys. Uh, head coach Sean McVay, he wants you to leave work early on Thursday. He even wrote a little letter. You can find it on the Rams uh, social media pages. Uh, and I did 100% show my boss that today. So hopefully, fingers crossed, Thursday I can leave a little early. I do get off work at 2 p.m. So I, I do have I do have a little bit of a window there. But if I can leave early and start getting my prep ready... I'm definitely going to be be all in for that one, all right? Uh, let me see here. Uh, the Rams could make some roster moves by Thursday, and that does come in wake of these injuries. And your Sheriff Joe Bag's prediction, your Joe Stradamus prediction of a move that the Rams could make is signing back to the roster cornerback Dominique Hatfield. Does have experience on this roster, was a Ram last year, was a Ram until he was cut in preseason. So he knows what's going on. He knows the system. This is a guy who could potentially come in and and actually, you know, understand what's going on on the field. And one more note here for you guys. I'm not going to go too deep into this. I really do not want to. Uh, but Vikings defensive end Everson Griffin has lost his mind. And that is all. That's all I really want to talk about it. Uh, he is not playing in this game. But let's take a look at the Vikings at the Rams matchup. This is the second primetime game for the Rams in the 2018 season, which is a great year for the Rams to get a couple of primetime games. Of course, this is not the last one. I know the Chiefs game's a Monday night. We got a Sunday night coming up, so we, we're getting some primetime games, which is pretty cool, because we went a lot of years where we wouldn't really get any. Maybe we'd get, well, we'd get the Thursday game but that was about it. Sunday night game, I couldn't even tell you the last time I watched the Rams on Sunday night. I know it's out there, and we'll talk about that, of course, when that one comes up, but I don't know. It's been, it's been, it's been a little bit. 
But this game on Thursday night, this game will be on Fox and NFL Network, 5.20 p.m. Los Angeles time for your kickoff. The Rams opened as six-and-a-half-point favorites. That line stands right now. The Rams are 2-0 and at home this year, while the Vikings are 0-0-1 on the road. So they haven't won on the road, but they also haven't lost on the road. So that's something we're going to need to keep an eye on. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman obviously on the call. They are the Thursday squad. And Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer will be doing the the call for Amazon, which is the first time ever that two females will call a game together. Of course, Beth Moen really uh, kind of breaking down that barrier for uh, females calling games. I know a lot of people don't really like Beth Moen. And personally, I'm kind of on that same wagon. I'm not necessarily the biggest Beth Moen fan. I appreciate what she's doing, but... Uh, and it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a female, but I just think she's a little bit boring. There's, there's a, there's plenty of male commentators that I find extremely boring also. Uh, Joe Buck being one of them, so we get to see him also. Uh, enough about the commentators though, let's take a look at this matchup. The Los Angeles Rams offense versus the Minnesota Vikings defense. The Rams offense ranks third in the NFL, taking that spot from the Chargers who held third ranked offense going into last week. Now, the Minnesota Vikings defense ranks 10th in the league. The Rams passing the ball tied for fourth, which actually happens to be tied with the Minnesota Vikings tied for fourth, uh, versus the Vikings defense, who against the pass ranks ninth. Running the football, the Rams currently rank sixth, and the Vikings defense give, uh, ranking 14th. Let's take a look at the Vikings offense versus the Rams defense. Uh, Vikings offense ranking 14th, Rams defense 6th in the NFL right now, and of course the passing attack for the Vikings tied with the Rams at 4th, and the Rams are ranking 6th, giving up just 199.3 yards per game in the air, so sub-200, sub-200 for the Rams defense there. And uh, running the football, the, the Vikings rank 31st on the ground, where the Rams are ranking 9th. So last week we did see... You know, the, the run game for the Chargers really pick up in the second half. So I think that's something the Vikings are going to try to, to get established. But I mean, they haven't really been able to do it so far this year. So that's going to be something to, to obviously keep an eye on. As far as running the ball for the Rams, by the way, I just wanted to throw in this little tidbit here is that Todd Gurley now has 40 rushing touchdowns in his career and is now sixth all time for Rams runners. And as far as yards go, and I think that's absolutely amazing. Kids, super young, obviously extremely talented, did miss a little bit of time in his rookie season, but for the most part, he's been absolutely ripping it up in a Rams jersey with those horns on his helmet. Hopefully, those stay forever. Hopefully, he's never wearing a different uniform. There's nothing that makes me cringe a little bit, like too much, than just like seeing Isaac Bruce in a 49ers uniform or seeing Torrey Holt in a Patriots uniform. Uh, Orlando Pace and the Bears, and I'm sure most of you guys have a lot more of those, but me being born in 1991, those were the guys that I really kind of grew up watching as as a Rams fan, so uh, to see them in other uniforms, and, and those were like such classic guys for the Rams, it was just super hard to watch. Let's take a look at the matchups to watch during this game. we got Kirk Cousins versus the Rams' depleted secondary uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings do boast a pretty powerful pass attack, so the Rams' defense is going to be tested here, especially on the depth. The Rams only have four sacks on the year, while the Minnesota Vikings do have ten, but that's just to give you perspective. Uh, but in this game, if the Rams can get that pass rush really going and get to Kirk Cousins, 
then it could kind of supplement the lack of starters that are really playing in the secondary for the Rams. Uh, but this this is going to be one of those games because we've seen in the first three games that the Rams are getting pressure. They are getting after the quarterback. They're just not exactly getting home. So that's something that I'm going to keep an eye on uh, as this season progresses is is uh, how teams are really handling this Rams pass rush because we just don't really have time to get there. People know that the Rams have a strong pass rush. And they're just getting rid of the ball as fast as they can. So it's really difficult for uh, for this Rams front. Uh, the Minnesota center, Pat Elfline, will be facing Ndamukong Sue. That will absolutely be a battle to watch. Elfline did take limited snaps last week, did get 22 snaps uh, after being hurt. So he's coming back, he's full go, and he's going to be battling Ndamukong Sue. So that should be a really fun one to watch. Minnesota Vikings defensive end Stephen Weatherly versus Andrew Whitworth. Whitworth was going to go against uh, Everson Griffin, but that will not be the case, and Weatherly will take that spot. The starting corners for the Minnesota Vikings, of course, Trey Waynes is questionable, and Xavier Rhodes versus the the Rams wide receivers, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. And you could add Cup in there too, but for the sake of this, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. I, I think that... Jared Goff is going to be able to find Cooks and Woods. He's going to be able to have a, a strong day. Uh, the question is, how strong of a day, and do we really just go running the football? Uh, the, the Vikings, of course, 14th against the run. Uh, I do believe that the Vikings are really going to try to hone in on Todd Gurley, so I do think there will be some openings for Jared Goff and this pass attack to get some stuff done. Uh, as far as Todd Gurley, I went versus Anthony Barr for this one. Anthony Barr did totally get hurtled by Josh Allen last week against the Buffalo Bills, and I'm just interested to see if uh, maybe we can get a Gurley hurdle, because uh, that would be pretty fun stuff. Punt returner, kick returner, Marcus Sherrill's questionable for the Rams, uh, for versus the Rams, excuse me, and if he cannot go, Mike Hughes would take his place returning those kicks. Minnesota right tackle Rashad Hill questionable for Thursday. Brian O'Neill would start if Hill is not able to go. And left tackle Riley Reef questionable as well. And no backup is listed on the depth chart. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. I will absolutely keep you guys up to date on that one. And Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook questionable for Thursday. But Mike Zimmer says he has the possibility of playing. If he is not a go, Latavius Murray would get the start. And also, here's just a little note. Todd Gurley calls Thursday night games, quote unquote, the dumbest thing ever. And I've got to be honest with you guys, I'm inclined to agree. I think this short week stuff for every single team, at least once a year or the one time a year, is just too much. I think that a, a short week, especially in a sport that is as physical, as physically demanding as football is, I think Thursday night games right after a Sunday are very difficult on players. I would almost like to see something how they kind of handle the uh, the international series where maybe you have a bye week before, before your Thursday night game. And so you have that bye week, then you play Thursday, and then you kind of have like a half bye week. I think that would kind of put to bed all of these issues with the Thursday night games. And of course, this Thursday night game is really tough because the Rams did suffer some injuries. If this was a Sunday game, I would feel really good about saying that Marcus Peters is going to play. The fact that it's a Thursday game, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, especially with that injury. 
the history of this matchup, we have the Vikings lead the all-time series 27-16-2. So the Rams do not have a chance to pull that lead of the all-time series in this game. The Rams have lost five straight versus the Vikings. The Rams' most recent win was on December 31st of 2006 in Minnesota. The Rams did win that one 41-21. The most recent game between these two was just last year on November 19th. Uh, the Vikings did win that one 24-7. And this is the game that makes me feel like this Rams offense and Sean McVay are going to be up for this game. I feel like the Rams offense is going to put together an awesome game plan and really get it going. Because when you have a team that's average, averaged 30 points a game last year, scored 7 points against the Minnesota Vikings. And if you go back and watch that game and you watch this, the, what the Rams are trying to do, it just wasn't working. Uh, it was a lot of the zone runs. The Vikings were just absolutely crushing those, but the trap run, runs were working, but the Rams only called three of them. So it, I feel like Sean McVay is just going to be way more prepared going into this matchup than last year's matchup. Let's see here. The first game between these two was November 5th of 1961. That was a 31-17 Rams win. The second game, less than a month after that, was December 3rd, 1961, which was a 42-21 victory for the Vikings. So it started off the bat as kind of a crazy series. Longest streaks in this series, the Minnesota Vikings' longest streak is six wins from 69-73, to and the Rams' longest streak is four from 78-85. to Points scored in this matchup, the Minnesota Vikings have put up 1,018 points, while the Rams have put up 970. Of course, last week, uh, the Rams and Chargers had scored 290 apiece against each other. Of course, that is no longer the case. The Rams broke that tie and now have a two-game series lead over the Chargers. But we're going to get into, uh, well, not going to get into Chargers anymore as we got the Vikings coming up. In the playoffs, the Vikings lead the all-time series 5-2. and two. So uh, this isn't a playoff game. Obviously, we all kind of know that, but I thought that was a little bit interesting that uh, that the Vikings have beaten the Rams five times in the playoffs uh, to just two losses. And the last time the Vikings played a game in Los Angeles was November 29th, 1992. That was a 31-17 to victory for the Minnesota Vikings. So it has been a while since they have played in Los Angeles. I think that's obviously a safe thing to say. So uh, that is going to do it for uh, the first half of this show. We're going to hop into our break. And then on the other half, we've got our fan quesos. So don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. 
This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. For those of you that have not already, make sure you guys follow uh, at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. It's pretty simple. I'll try to keep it as basic as possible. Uh, Ram Showcase at gmail.com if you feel like emailing me. I don't really check it that much um, unless I'm waiting for something specifically, but you know, you can still you can still email it if you want to. That's cool with me. Uh, we are going to get into our fan case. So some of these were a little confusing. I had to like clarify with some of these people, and I don't think that that's ever happened before. That I, I was like, I have no idea what your question is or what you're asking of me. I don't know what you want. So maybe I have some answers for these guys. Maybe, maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. Really, we're just going to kind of play it by ear, I guess. So uh, these first few come from Adrian. Adrian wants to know, how do you think that Sam Shields, Troy Hill, and Roby Coleman uh, will step up in the absence of Peters and Tlaib? Overall, I'm really not too concerned. I think that Sam Shields is a guy who I, I think he's gotten enough playing time in the, the recent weeks and into preseason to kind of get his groove back a little bit. So I think Sam Shields is kind of, he might be in for some, some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, he might be in for like the the Rams to question, you know, uh, is their depth chart accurate? You know, I don't think he's going to just push to leave down. I don't think that that's going to happen, but I think that Sam Shields has the potential to do some stuff in this game and for these next few weeks that say maybe we don't need a keep to leave for more than one year. Maybe maybe we're good and we'll see what happens there. Troy Hill had really strong he played really strong for the Rams last year. Uh, when he needed to start, especially for Kayvon Webster, who just couldn't seem to stay on the field. And even when he was on the field, didn't look really good. But uh, Troy Hill looked strong last year, did not look strong in preseason, but I think he's a solid player. And then Roby Coleman, we kind of know Roby Coleman, and I'm not overly concerned about what he can do. But, I mean, obviously, Peters and Tlaib, two very big names and hard people to replace. So, uh, like I had mentioned, I, th- I think it's less about what these guys can do to cover than it is the, can the Rams finally get pressure uh, in actual sacks to help these guys out. I think that Sam Shields, Troy Hill, and Nikel Roby Coleman, if you if you took that trio and sent them on almost any team, I, they're going to play and they're going to play well. I think there's even teams that Sam Shields, Troy Hill, and Nikel Roby Coleman would be one, two, and three on certain teams. Next one here from Adrian. Do you think that the Rams offense can do enough to get that win versus Minnesota? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that this is going to be a, a big, big Rams offensive day. I think that 
if anything, we're going to be looking at kind of a shootout. Uh, if this, if the injuries on defense really rear their heads up and kind of screw us up a little bit, then I think, I mean, the Rams offense, I'm not really worried about. I think the Rams offense is going to put up points, uh, but I th- is it going to be enough? I mean, probably. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll throw that out there. I know I'm still extremely confident uh, in this team. Even with our injuries on defense, we're still one of the, one of like on paper, we're still a really solid team. So overall, I'm really not, not that, not too concerned. What does concern me about this game is the Vikings got their butts handed to them by a team that I said just one week ago was the worst team in the league. So I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to come in hungry. I think they're going to come back with something to prove. Not only did they lose to what could be one of the worst teams, well, they are one of the worst teams in the league. Don't let don't let that last week fool you. But uh, what I think that the Vikings are going to do is say, okay, now we're going against a team that everybody says is the best. So I, we're going to get their best. And is our best better? That's what we're going to find out Thursday night on Fox and NFL Network. And next one here from Adrian. Are you going to mess up your game day wardrobe and change to throwback and make us lose? First of all, Adrian, I have to match what they're wearing. So yes, I'm going to change. And I'll be wearing my my throwback Sheriff Joe Bags jersey and a throwback hat to go with it. That's just how it is, man. That's just how it is. And I'm sick of you blaming me for all of our losses, Adrian. Okay, this is not fair. This is not fair at all. Uh, I want expo or I don't. I was think trying to say a big word there, and I don't know which one I was even going for. I just want to be forgiven here. Not even forgiven. I want to be excused completely because this is not my fault, Adrian. If anything, it's your fault. I don't know why yet. Next question here comes from Paul. Wants to know updated season updated season prediction with the Rams starting at three and zero. Does that change anything? I also, I let Paul know that I didn't really have any predictions. I don't really, I'm not too big into predictions. I did my predictions in the, in the little last, I I believe it was the last preseason show of Ram Showcase before we officially started the season, but I, I didn't really have like official predictions. So he's saying expectations. So what, have my expectations changed at all? Uh, no. And honestly, this is kind of what I expected. You're, we start out the season against the, the Raiders. I was a little bit worried about that game, um, considering the, the starters didn't play in preseason. They have our old quarterback coach as their offensive coordinator. No one knew what John Gruden was going to look like as a new head coach or new head coach. But uh, my expectations really haven't changed that much. I still think the Rams are going to run into those games where they just aren't able to quite get it done. I don't know how many games the Rams will lose, but I do expect a couple um, I don't think that's too crazy to say. Uh, I mean, even last year, we lost to the Redskins. We lost to the Niners. We lost to the Seahawks. You know, teams that didn't make the playoffs, we lost to bad teams. So, I don't know. Uh, but no, my expectations are not changing. And my, my expectations slash predictions, if you want to call them that, uh, is that the Rams can make the playoffs and will make the playoffs. I think that that's pretty strong. I saw right now the Rams' playoff chances sit at like 93%. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good right now about everything that's happening uh, aside from some injuries obviously but none of these are even season ending injuries even Pharaoh Cooper could be a, a guy who comes back off of IR so that's really awesome stuff oh I also uh, by the way guys I did on on my break here I did check my phone and uh, Aqib Tlaib will have surgery on Thursday 
So that is the latest update uh, as far as that goes. I don't know why 3-0 reminded me of Aqib Tlaib in his surgery. Next one here from Paul. Can Todd Gurley keep up his historic start to the season? Uh, that's one thing I kind of haven't been not necessarily not paying attention to uh, because obviously I pay attention to all things Rams, but uh, I, I don't think that what Todd Gurley is doing right now is out of the realm of Todd Gurley. When Jeff Fisher was here, he would say we're a run first team, play good defense, but then Todd Gurley would get seven carries. And that just wasn't obviously working. So uh, now that McVay's here, he understands what kind of a weapon that Todd Gurley can be. And he's utilizing him in multiple ways. He's not just running the ball. He's not just hitting him on uh, on little out routes or anything like that or short short run uh, pass plays, sorry. And he's going down the field. He's getting a lot of screen action, which is really cool. And the Rams are just really good at screens. Uh, we're the best team on screens last year, according to numbers, which is cool stuff. So uh, do I expect him to keep it up? Yeah, I, this is just who Todd Gurley is. I don't think that this is... I, this shouldn't surprise anybody right now. How Todd Gurley is playing shouldn't shock anybody. So I don't think that this is this is too crazy to say that he's going to keep up what he's doing. He's going to keep um, looking really strong this season. Sean asked, you moved to Tuesday? Yeah, just for this week. I did mention that last week on the Ram Showcase episode that uh, this week's show would be on Tuesday ahead of the Thursday game. I didn't want to just have one day for everybody to listen to me. Uh, I wanted all of you guys to listen to me because I'm just super selfish like that. So yeah, just for just for this week, we'll be back on Wednesday next week. Uh, this one, this is the question I don't understand. And I still don't understand it. I'll ask it to you guys, and maybe you guys understand what uh what is happening here. I don't because I really, I truly don't know. Uh, the question from is from JD says Jeff Kemp or Dieter Brock for the mortgage? Who you got? I have no idea what that means. I, do, I I know what all of these words are individually, but when they're put in this order together, I don't know what it means. So maybe if you guys can answer this one, he said that it was um it was just a, a silly question, but uh, still didn't clarify what the heck it means for the mortgage. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna go Brock, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Uh, MJ wants to know, when do we get Baron back? I'm going to go ahead and guess next week against the Seahawks in week five. Uh, I'm not sure. He did not pl- uh, practice on Monday. I did not see the official practice reports for Tuesday uh, at this time. But, you know, Baron is just kind of, he, this injury is kind of dragging a little bit. And it is becoming a bummer. I'll be completely honest. It's I feel like fans are almost forgetting that Mark Barron is on this team but when he comes back, man, he's he's a tackling machine, so I'm excited to have him back. But I would say, if I had to guess, I'll say he plays against the Seahawks. Uh, we'll see from there. We'll see how he feels and stuff. Next one here from MJ. I wasn't able to watch the game. First of all, MJ, how dare you? Uh, and only so much information goes through ESPN gamecasts. How did the D-line do? Are they playing up to their ability? Are we going to see an increase in sacks soon? The D-line's playing fine. What's happening here is the Rams' opponents are just getting rid of the ball as fast as possible. And can you blame them? Can you blame them? You got Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue coming in their faces. Even Michael Brockers, who's an awesome player. Then you got, you know, the guys on the outside. You got Longacre, who's not a bad guy. Uh, no, no, bad guy. He's not a bad player. He's also not a bad dude, but uh, he's not a bad player. Then you got Samson Abukam, who's got the motor that is always running. And so... I think that the the teams are just playing it smart by getting rid of the ball as fast as they possibly can. 
So I do think the sacks are going to come. Uh, I just don't think, I think it's one of those things. We've, we saw this a couple years ago when the Rams were supposed to be the sack master team, you know, and I, I think it was Jeff Fisher who said, like, it's going to come. It's going to come. Like, we're, we're just, it's not quite happening right now, but we're getting close and eventually they're going to, they're going to get home and it's going to start happening. And he was right. Jeff Fisher was right about something and that was it. So I think that that's going to kind of happen here, uh, as well. But the D line is not playing poorly. You know, Nadamakin Sue, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, they are not playing poorly. They're just not able to get home to the quarterback because the quarterback's getting the ball out of his hands so fast. Uh, next one here from MJ. Who's our return guy now that we are down to fourth string kick returner? Yeah, I, I've, I've known that we're on our fourth guy, but still seeing it written out was kind of like, oh man, like this is kind of crazy. Um, but it's looking like Blake Countess will be the guy who's going to return kicks, uh, for the Rams this week. I was kind of hoping for maybe like a, uh, a, a, a Kelly, <laughs> John Kelly, or, or a Justin Davis. I don't know why I was going Robert Kelly there. My brain totally uh, freaked out on me, but, uh, I'm, I'm going with, I was going to say Kelly or Davis, but now that we've kind of heard what's going on. Doesn't look like the Rams are going to, to make that move, so it looks like Blake Countess will be the one. Uh, Robert wants to know, did you unfriend the guy who compared Goff to Bulger? He was not my friend. I saw that in a Rams group. He was uh, saying, he asked, does any does uh, Jared Goff remind anyone of Bulger or is it just me? And almost every comment was like, yeah, just you, man. I don't know what to tell you. Bulger, I mean, I'm not a Bulger hater per se, and most people would think that I am based on the comments that I had on that post. Uh, but to put Jared Goff in that, I think is just a little rude to Jared Goff, don't you think? Mark Bolger, not necessarily a bad quarterback, but not also the awesomest quarterback. So there you go. Uh, these next few come from Jay. Looks like they're uh, saving John Kelly. What do you think of Malcolm, Malcolm Brown's performance so far? I think Malcolm Brown's done fine, and he's been a good player for, you know, a while, so I'm not too concerned about Brown being the backup. I'm just excited for John Kelly. Uh, this is the game, though, that I've been kind of, like, kind of predicting that John Kelly would come in, because this is a good opponent that the Rams are playing, and, you know, didn't want any tape on him, I guess, or whatever. I don't know why the, the Rams are not playing John Kelly, but... There's got to be some kind of reasoning behind it. You know, it's it's obviously not based on what was done in preseason because if what was done in preseason was going to dictate who is playing behind Todd Gurley, then it would have been Kelly all day. Uh, number two here from Jay. Our pass rush doesn't seem to be getting home on sacks. Pressure, yes, but what's the deal? It's just that, man. It's, it's I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, it's the, the teams are just getting rid of the ball really quick. And that's just, it's hard to get home on sacks when the guy's taking a three-step drop and getting rid of the ball as fast as he can. That's a difficult thing to, to overcome. So it's going to happen. We're going to get some sacks. We're going to have one of those games where we have like nine and it's going to be awesome. And you guys can all say that I told you first. Third one here from Jay. Cooks is burning people deep. Goff's deep ball, uh, long deep ball uh, seems to always come up just a little short. Timing issue or arm strength issue? Not an arm strength issue. I would definitely say that. Uh, last year, Goff had one of the most beautiful deep balls uh, in the league, and that was consistent. That wasn't just a one-time thing. He was always hitting guys right in stride. 
Uh, right now, I think it's just a lack of them playing together for a long time. And this year could see kind of a lot of that. We could see a lot of times where Cooks is kind of being underthrown by Jared Goff. But, I mean, we're going to look at this this in three years because they're both going to be here in three years. We're going to see this in three years. They're still going to be lighting it up. They're still going to be they're going to be connecting on more deep balls. The more comfortable they get with each other, the better it's going to be. So I expect that to to adjust itself accordingly. Uh, number four here from Jay Mahomes or Goff, who throws for more touchdown yards against each other's defense and touchdowns. So this is this is an early one, Jay. I love it. Uh, early early one here. This is for the week eleven game, Mahomes or Goff. So Mahomes is is lighting it up right now, and I'm gonna I'm not ready to say that I was wrong about Mahomes, uh, simply because a lot of quarterbacks come out and play really strong at first. But right now, it's looking like I might have been wrong about Mahomes, and if I am, I'm totally okay with that. I'm okay with being wrong. It happens. I just got just got to admit it. You know what I mean? So Mahomes playing really strong right now. Uh, but I would say if you look at Mahomes versus the Rams defense or Goff versus the, the Chiefs defense, I'm going Goff, dude. I'm going Goff on this one. And I would say maybe Mahomes throws more touchdowns. Maybe he can get like three and Goff throws like two. But I mean, I don't know. I'm just pretty confident right now. I'm pretty confident in all areas uh, and, and not just in football, but just all areas of my life. I'm feeling pretty confident. And football helps that for sure. Uh, number five here from Jay, do you have faith in our defense to get off the field on crucial downs without our top two cornerbacks in uniform? Uh, you know what? I don't really think it's too huge of a concern. Uh, I mean, we didn't have these guys last year and we had a strong defense. So uh, some of the guys we're going to be playing, Nickel Roby Coleman, Troy Hill, those are guys who were here last year and who were playing good football. So I'm not overly concerned. I feel like a lot of fans are like, well, now we can't stop the pass. And I just don't think that that's really the case. I think we still have really strong corners. We went into the season as the deepest team at corner uh, than any other team in the NFL. We are the deepest. So to have these injuries, yes, it sucks. No injuries are awesome on any team for at any position. It, it's always terrible. But when you're the deepest at a place than any other team, you're looking okay. You know what I mean? It's like if Joe Flacco went out for the Ravens, their entire world wouldn't crumble. They've got two guys behind them that they feel at least a little bit comfortable can get something done. So, you know, it's just it's just kind of one of those things where it, it sucks that they're out, but at least we're super deep there. This is kind of a conversation I've had like three times already today is, yeah, it sucks they're out, but at least we're super deep in that in that spot. If we're going to have to have injuries at one position – cornerback is one that we can afford them especially if they're temporary like these ones are and number six uh, greg zuerlein injury is huge now can we blank trust ficken <laughs> can we i'll just say ficken can we ficken trust ficken that's what i'll say that's censored enough right so uh yeah absolutely we can trust ficken i don't see i mean of course he did miss his field goal uh, but he was four for four in extra points. I mean, this is kind of something we saw last year. He came in uh, when Zuerlein went out last year and he missed his first extra point, missed his first field goal. And everybody was like, dang it. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. This guy sucks. Didn't miss again until, of course, Sunday. So that was his first miss since his first game as a Ram. I'm not overly concerned about, about Ficken. Over, overall, 
He doesn't have a, as strong of a leg as Zerline, but he might be even just a little bit more consistent, uh, if maybe just like as equally as consistent as Greg Zerline, even though he doesn't have that booming leg power uh, like Jeezy does. Let me see here. Uh, next one here from Paul. Do the Rams miss Sammy Watkins or any Rams that left in trade slash free agency? Uh, not really right now. Not, I wouldn't say that at all right now. I mean, Robert Quinn, not necessarily hugely missing him. Maybe a little bit considering that pass rush. Uh, Alec Ogletree, who's, you know, with the Giants now. I mean, he's doing okay, but overall he's not absolutely crushing it. Uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, he looked terrible in week one. And then of course he, I mean, he has been playing, playing pretty decent, but we have Brandon Cooks over him. So I wouldn't say we're missing him either. And I mean, who else did we, did we lose? I mean, that was, uh, Sammy Watkins was the only offensive starter that we lost. So no real concerns there. Of course you got Trumaine Johnson. Uh, True is a guy that I I will miss no matter what the Rams team looks like. I mean, I think he was a, he was an extremely strong player. Uh, the Rams just never tried to extend him and keep him in town. So this is kind of an interesting situation. But if I had to pick one one guy that the Rams got rid of this offseason that I would want back, I would say Trumaine Johnson. And that's not just because of the injuries that the Rams have at the position. It's because I really like Trumaine Johnson. I think he's a very strong player. Uh, this next one comes from Chris. Do you think the Rams will have problems stopping the Vikings receivers? I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe I mean, obviously the talent level from Marcus Peters uh, and Akib Talib drops when you go to Troy Hill and Nicole Roby Coleman and Sam Shields. Obviously the talent level is not even, but I don't think they're bad corners by any means. So, I mean, could this be a big day for the Vikings receivers? Possibly. I mean, Akib Talib and Marcus Peters played and Mike Williams had the best day of his career against the Rams defense last week. So uh, he was rated the best wide receiver of of week three on pro football focus. And that was against the Rams who had their starters for at least portions of the game. So, you know, the Vikings could have a, a pretty strong day offensively, but I don't think that that's going to be what, you know, I don't think that that's going to lead to the Rams just losing. And the final question here comes from Dylan. Dylan wants to know for fantasy purposes. Oh, Dylan. You don't know me at all. It's okay. I'll still answer your question. I have Fitz and Goff as my quarterbacks. Should I feel comfortable putting Goff in? Uh, first of all, Fitz is not guaranteed the starting spot next week. So you're, you're got, you got, got you there already. You got, got kind of. So <laughs> Fitz, I mean, he didn't have a strong first half. He did have a really strong second half. And I was posting about it. Of course, I said, you know, the Fitz magic is, Fitz magic has fizzled out. Uh, and then some people start talking trash saying, you know, you spoke too soon. I disagree that I spoke too soon. This is who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He starts off really, really strong and then falls hard. If you guys, this is the example that I'll use because you guys are Rams fans. You guys might remember this. In 2005, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. Okay. First of all, the Rams had to start Jamie Martin at quarterback because Mark Bulger was already hurt. And then Jamie Martin got hurt. The Rams were losing big to the Houston Texans. It was the first time the Rams had ever played the Texans. And Ryan Fitzpatrick leads the Rams to a comeback. It goes to overtime, throws, I believe it was to Kevin Curtis. It was a short pass to Kevin Curtis who ran up the left sideline for the touchdown. And it was amazing. And the Rams won that game. It was the very next week, if I'm not mistaken, that Ryan Fitzpatrick threw five interceptions. 
And I only remember that because I was sitting, I was at the, uh, the Broncos game and I kept watching the little tickers on the side of the scores and stuff. And the Rams just, it kind of just kept getting worse and I wasn't excited about it. But then they started showing stats and the guy sitting behind me was, he goes, he goes, Oh man, that Rams quarterback, you looked so good last week. You threw five picks today. And I was looking around, I was like, like, shut up, dude. Like, don't, don't bring attention to it. And I'm sitting there wearing my Rams hat and stuff like that. So I was like, come on, man. Don't be like that. Don't be that guy. So, uh, as for your question here, I absolutely think you should feel comfortable putting Goff in, especially this week, because I do feel like the Vikings are going to try to key in on the run. I think Goff has a big day. Uh, and then, uh, second part here for Dylan Woods is my most consistent wide receiver, but how, how does he fare, fare up against Minnesota's secondary? Uh, I think that first of all, it's hard to pick Rams wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, and that's simply because there's so many options. You have those three really strong options in Cooks, Woods, and Cup, uh, who all can, can do a very good job. And I mean, you're going to get, probably 15 you can you can get 15 points a week from from any of those guys so it's hard to pick who you want to have but I mean Woods had a very strong week last week 10 catches for over 100 yards and the two touchdowns so of course you got to look at that but I mean is Minnesota going to look at that are they going to say you know Woods is their guy Goff is throwing to Woods let's shut him down and then maybe Cup explodes but that's kind of the beauty of this Rams offense right now is that they can go to so many different people. Even Gurley out of the backfield, the tight ends really haven't got going yet. And the Rams have two really solid ones, Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. So uh, this ball gets spread around a lot. And so I don't really think that there's a, a bad a bad top three Rams wide receiver for you to play. I think that they all uh, you know, have the potential to to light it up every single week. But uh, that's what I'll get into as far as fantasy goes. Uh, for those of you guys that know me, I mean, I'm going to start talking about fantasy a little bit more, uh, just because I know people love it. And, you know, I'm not that selfish of a human being that I'll give you guys, I'll feed you baby birds. Don't worry about it. But, uh, for me personally, I'm not too big into fantasy football. I think it kind of ruins the way people watch the games. As long as the, the guy scoring touchdowns is wearing a Rams jersey. I don't really care what the name on the back of his jersey says. I just want him to be, uh, scoring points for the Los Angeles Rams. It's all I care about. There was like that, that segment where like that helps no one where Sean Hill threw a touchdown to, uh, who was it? I'm trying to remember who it even was. Uh, some backup tight end or whatever. He threw a touchdown pass to some Rams backup running back or tight end or something. And, and they do, they do the whole thing. That helps no one. It's like that helped the Rams win the game. So why don't you guys piss off? All right. It was just so frustrating. Uh, that does it for my fan quesos, though. Thank you guys all who have asked me questions. Actually, you know what? Let me let me kind of stall here real fast as I search in one more spot for a fan queso. I might have had one more. Uh, so let me take a look at that. And um, yeah, so I mean, if you guys play fantasy football, that's cool. I play fantasy football. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with fantasy football. But basically what I'm saying is that... You know, it, as long as it, it's not supposed to change who you're rooting for, fantasy football is not supposed to change who, like how you watch the game and, and who you're rooting for. And, you know, this Rams fan came up to me one time at the bar. I'd never seen him before there. And he comes up behind me and he, he's like, oh man, you know, obviously I want the Rams to win, but, but I hope Larry Fitzgerald has a good day. 
My response to him was, screw Larry Fitzgerald, screw the Cardinals, and screw your fantasy team, bro. I just want the Rams to win, and I never saw him again. So if you're out there, man, um, I still feel that way. So so don't, don't, don't come up and tell me that you want the Rams opponent to do well while you're wearing a Rams jersey. Not okay with me. I do have uh, a couple more here for you guys. These ones come from John. Uh, are there any current NFL? Oh, that one's last. That was last week. Uh, so never mind. Actually, you know what, John? I was going to ask your question two times in a row, two weeks in a row, but I'm not going to do that. So that does it for my fan quesos. Thank you guys to all of you guys that asked. Uh, you guys can always ask me questions. You guys can message the Ram Showcase Facebook page, Twitter page. Uh, I do post every single week on my personal Facebook to ask uh, questions, and you guys can put them there if you guys are my Facebook friends. Um, I do have the, the Twitter is, and the Instagram are open to messages. I don't need to be following you guys for you guys to message those accounts. So make sure you guys take advantage of that. If you guys do have any questions and, and I'll answer them on the show, I do, uh, I do my best to get to every single question. And if I do miss a question, uh, first of all, I feel really bad about it. And uh, then I try to do something for you. So at the very least, you'll get something cool out of it. And I'll answer your question on the Ram Showcase episode, the next episode that uh, airs. I do not do the um, the fan cases all the time uh, as far as uh, they're on the Wednesday episode. So make sure you guys remember that. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Joe Branham, a.k.a. Sheriff Joe Baz on Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. It's super layered right there. Uh, that is going to do it for me. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.